It's Tom. It's Jake. You, you already, already know. It's pretty spot on. All right, ready? We are back for another quick take. Oh, man, it's been a minute, dog. This almost feels like, I don't even know, like it's our first time. Well, I feel like this year we've like done so many different setups. I think we're obviously we started was the prison warehouse and now we're, you know, we did it in my office and then, so I appreciate everyone's patience for listening and watching because it's been a little bit of, a lot happening this year for sure. Yeah, because we've just done, I mean, gosh, how long has it been since we put out... Our last podcast, looked, couple months. It was like May third, I think. How long is that? Is that two months? Yeah. Two months ago? Yeah, we've just been doing so much. We're really something we're super focusing on is the streaming service platform for filmmakers. That's been a huge undertaking, and we're in the middle of also, you know, not only doing that, but you were building out a studio. I'm building out this studio here. We're working on a streaming platform. And our goal, you know, was also to create a space here for the podcast. And we kind of got it somewhat set up right now. We're still waiting on some pieces. Like we're having a custom desk built. So we don't have this wish.com, <laughs> wish.com it white works, jank. I think I, the wood tones is going to be uh, like kind of its, its final form. Right yeah. now we're at a Charmander. We're about to hit a Charizard. Oh, yes, we are. We're about to, we're about to evolve. But yeah, no, like it's funny because when you like look at or listen to podcasts, like a lot of times people just listen to them back to back and don't even realize that there was like months lapse. But like, yeah, it has been a couple months since we've recorded. So right. I think we're going to try obviously get back into a rhythm, but just, yeah, lot, lots been on the docket. And I figured maybe this episode could be a combination of talking about us collectively building kind of like our dream studio setups because right. we kind of have done that this year. Um, but also, yeah, Onset Pass and everything from short films and things we've been cooking. So Dude, so much stuff. I mean, so, I mean since we are here at One Take Studios, maybe you kind of run the listener and viewer of like what that is and like where we're at right now. Right. So, man, since I first started coming up with Futuristic, doing all the music videos, for anyone who's followed the journey since the early Buff Nerds YouTube days, like we had always talked about making our own studio and the the time was never right and there was just always little pieces here and there but i always knew especially once we started doing the film locations in la i always knew eventually wanted to bring something back to arizona and the time we've been looking for like a year i want to say on and off for like a year this like i feel like i'm one of those people as soon as i walk into a space i'm either like like whether it's a house or a yeah. rental property or like if it's an investment property i'm buying or a house or whatever it is i'm like oh, this is it. Like you just have this feeling and I feel like I've always had that really good gut feeling and just no space has been like, ah, nah. Yeah. But as soon as I walked into this building, I was like, oh, this what is was it. The, was it the layout kind of or the square footage Squ or what element <sighs> did you see like, oh, like the light switch moment I think for you? it was location, square footage, the the difference, like the a lot of the different you had big back warehouse space, you had office rooms, you had flex industrial space, you had all these different elements of like, cool, these are gonna be film sets, this is gonna be the big production warehouse, yeah, cool. this is gonna be the flex space for little set slash gear corner, like all, and it just like, I, I just felt like I saw it. And it just also, when I walked in, I felt like, oh, I could see coming here mm. every day or every other day, or like not only using it for myself, but other people coming here and being like, yo, this is, this is dope. And it just Looks, felt like yeah. it. there was other spots. As soon as I walked, I remember like Chanel and Anna were like the ones heading up, like trying to find the spaces. They'd be like, Hey, we got a spot. You want to come see it today? I'd be like, cool. I'd walk in. I'd be like, no, no. And they'd be <laughs> like, well, just look around. We we set up the time. I'm like, no, 
let's go. You know, it's like, funny. Like last year when I was looking for houses, it was the same exact thing. Cause houses are a little bit different cause you're going to be living there. You right, know what I mean? I mean right. Unless it's like an investment property, but yeah, even just looking at some, it's like, you know, right off the rip. If like, I think we're also like, you know, being creative people, like we're visual. Right. So I can already see like, okay, my desk can go there. I'm going to put my, you know what I mean? So we can like already see it where some people maybe don't have the vision. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's a tricky part about, you know, finding a space because you're going to be putting so much time and effort. I mean, literally yesterday we were oh, hanging man. this. Yeah. It's like you want the space to be right, you know, to do all this effort for nothing would be, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I kind of look at this space as a couple things. One, I don't, I don't necessarily like, I don't need the money. Right. So this isn't like by any means I, for me, and I can't speak for other parties involved, but this isn't like a money play for me, but like, I've just always wanted to build my own studio for the Arizona community to come shoot at. But it's also a space that I want to shoot and create at. And for all of the businesses that we have, you know, Onset Pass, Tropic Color, Prism, anytime we want to do something, we have a space to do it. Yeah. So it kind of like, it doubles as like a space for me to creatively and freely create for our businesses, but for other people to create. And also like, just have a spot. Like I've worked out of my house and home for my whole life. Like I'm a independent, like most people, you yeah. know, they run their own companies, business production companies. And so it's like to have a space to like, be able to like go to work, shoot at connect vibe, whatever. Like we want to do even like go bigger and do like music events here and do Big like, cool. you know, small music shows uh, with futuristic hosting those and different things. Like we have so many bigger ambitions and visions for this place outside of just like Oh, rent it for film no, and photo, cool. private events, parties, do some cool stuff. So, so let me yeah. ask you this, because anyone listening who maybe has kind of like a, maybe an idea or an inkling of like, ah, oh, I'd love to do the same thing, like build a location in my city, you know, obviously there's some risk attached, right? Because LA, I think goes without saying, like right. LA is like a hub for filmmaking. Like what kind of gave you, what was like the litmus test? Or I don't know if like, if there's a better phrase, but what was the indicator? Like, yeah, like. There is, because I, I think certain cities, like you can't just go build a studio in the middle of nowhere, like right. no one would show up. So what let you know that well, like Arizona was next up? You know what I mean? It's not that there was nothing that let us know Arizona was next up. It was just like we, it's something I think myself, Futuristic, and the other partner, Ryan, wanted to do is create a space in Arizona for creatives because there's not like, there's a lot of, there's a, a number of like more corporate style like white psych white psych studio stuff very high end but there's nothing that like really caters to the creative every facet of the creative culture and person Mm -hmm. in arizona whether you're a podcaster a musician a photographer a filmmaker yeah a commercial product like just we wanted to hit every aspect and create a space that was accessible to every level you know and i feel like we've done that with our spaces in la the spaces we have it's like we don't want to like alienate people and there's not a in my opinion there's not a place here in arizona that just hits every facet of every level of every style and so that's something we wanted to create and i've kind of gone into it with the mindset of like look i don't really care if this obviously i wanted to make money but that's not my goal it's like i just want to create the dopest space i can for myself yeah for other people and if it wins 
it wins. I feel like sometimes if you go into it too much with the mindset of like, oh, we got to hit these numbers and projections. Well, you and, know what's and funny? Too- that same metric I think has made a lot of creators on YouTube very successful. If your only goal is to go viral or to get a million subscribers, you won't. But if your only goal is to make really cool videos and cool content and you don't care about the views and videos or the view count right, right, and subscribers, right. naturally that'll happen. So like, I think you're, you're approaching it the right way. If you was just a cash grab, it's like, okay, like, you know, but like by just like, you know what, I just want to make a cool space. And if it makes money cool, like obviously right. you want it to make money. Right. But no, 100%. I think some people when they approach things or get into things for the wrong reasons, right. like, oh, I'm going to buy this gear because it's going to make money. It's like, uh, maybe just buy that gear because it's like what something you need. Exactly. Or, and you that's know. what, how all of the locations started, though all the film studios locations was with Honeymoon. And it was like, I just, I want to buy a house. I'm going to turn it into a film location. I just want it to pay the mortgage. I didn't look at it as like, oh, I'm trying to make all this money. I'm trying to have it oh, be successful and blow up. If I can have other people rent it and pay my mortgage, I'm good. And I want to create a space that I would enjoy shooting at and I want to shoot at and hopefully other people would too. Yeah. And then it blew up. And then that led to the Eclectic West, which led to the barracks, which led to the lodge, which led, you know what I mean? And no, so 100%. it came from a place of just not being that like, number crunching analytical oh we have to make money you know what i mean i mm-hmm. feel like if you do not saying that doesn't work but i feel like if you go into anything with that mindset it also makes it less fun because yeah. you're so worried about that stuff and you're anytime you set your expe- expectations somewhere and it doesn't reach that it can be pretty demoralizing so if you go into it with like yo if it if it pops it pops if it yeah. doesn't at least I have a space to create and whatever. Totally. Like, and so I just feel like that's how I've always gone into stuff. Even with the eclectic, it was like, I want to do this. Hopefully people want to come here and rent. I don't want to lose money. Obviously no one wants to no, go into sure. a new business venture and lose money, but like, it's just something I was passionate about. I thought it was a cool idea and it popped, but I, I've never, and I'm sure you get in touch with this, made a business plan for anything. Have we ever sat down nah. and made a business plan, had a document with all <laughs> Never, bro. And we I'm just not going to throw a shade at that because I know maybe some people maybe aren't as visual. They're more right. analytical. So like that works for them where I'm a visual driven person, but it's usually been like an idea that like actually like just like legit consumes me. And right. like I'm like literally- You got to get it done. And it's just one of those things like, and I feel like that's actually been the case for anything I've ever really got into. Like when I really was getting into Prism, I remember I was like looking up mm-hmm. how to drill, how to, you know, do all that stuff. And then I approached you and then, you know, so it's like everything I've ever done, I, it literally actually like, and I don't know, maybe everyone's different, but like it almost like kind of like I, takes over I think your I, whole bandwidth of your brain. I, you know? I think I posted something like that to my story the other day. I was like, I just love to create like something about having an idea in your head and you're just like, I have to see this through. I have to Mm -hmm. see this like come to fruition in some way and just working towards it. Like not really caring about like same thing with the prism and like coming up with this idea and like we just started working towards it but there was never like a sit down meeting yeah. between me and you and you're like hey this much for this we're yeah, gonna do ro- this and you know, return we on just, investment you yeah know. never it was just like we had an idea you had an idea we collectively worked on something and just kind of grassroots just like chipped away at it yeah, and yeah. next thing you know it's like yo this thing's like popping like it's just i don't know i th- i feel like that's where the most real and organic sure. stuff come from is having an idea and wanting to see it through and, and seeing it through without being so yeah number but here's the thing i also want to be mindful of people listening and watching who you know maybe are you know they are working with 
whatever resources they have, they've been working their nine to five, they've been saving. Like, I understand, I fully understand where it's like, hey, look, like, you know, this 5K or 10K, this is a lot of money to me. I can't just do it. You know, so I, I fully understand like wanting to make sure it's profitable. I guess the biggest takeaway is like, if you believe in it, that should be enough. Like if you, if it's an idea that's consumes you 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 have, can't stop thinking about it like your brain i feel like is telling you it's a good idea you know what i mean and i feel like you sometimes have to like just listen to that little uh you know that little thing in the voice in the back of your head you know what i mean no sometimes. i agree but if it doesn't work it doesn't work and you live and you learn and there's something to take away from every one of those like missteps or failures oh, right like i mean even for us with like buff beans right yeah <laughs> like one of our biggest failures but it was like an idea that consumed us and we went all in but it was just like some unforeseen stuff that like made us kind of had to just stop yeah. and pivot not that we we didn't want to stop but it was like this I mean, we are so busy doing all these other things. And then that stuff with the CBD and PayPal closing our account, yeah. it was just like, and at the moment we're doing all, so it's like, but you live and you learn and go, okay, like, yeah, we need to, I don't know. Like there's something to take away from every little failure. And I saw, I think it was a, it was a cool graphic the other day. I think Zach posted it from some sort of online account. And it had a target and it had all these misses on the target, like not hitting the target. And then it had one that literally was a blank target with no misses. And it said like, you know, this isn't failure talking about the ones with all the misses. And it said, this is the one where there was no shots taken. Mm. And I was like, damn, that's deep cut. Like this is a well-constructed inspirational graphic. I was like, (laughs) wow. I was like, so yeah, taking those shots and failing is not failure. Like you you learn from that and you grow from that, but not taking any chances, any risks, any shots, that's failure. You yeah, know what I mean? No, I, so, I, I respect that. I, I almost like, want to use this deep. opportunity to pivot to like, I think I'd love to be the fuel or inspiration for somebody who's like working that nine to five. They're working that job that's like maybe just really not doing it. And I feel like there's certain people, I can't speak for everybody, that literally go through their whole life kind of stuck in this program or this sort of, sort of fixed regiment and never take that risk or take that like actual step or plunge into that one thing that they've always wanted to do. I can't relate because anything I'm like, anytime I've ever like wanted to do something, I just like, I start to like look up tutorials. I start to like, just learn how to do it from if it's welding or study cam or whatever it is. But I think there's certain people who kind of maybe are a little more reserved and fearful. And yeah, I wonder if like you and I can kind of give them some ammo. It's like, you know what? No, do that. Cause I think that's so crucial. There's a lot of people who I think listen to these things like looking like oh i just want that that fuel that inspiration like i've listened to sometimes even on repeat not repeat but like a multiple times like that joe rogan and like uh david goggins i think is his name yeah, yeah. and like just listening to him talk is like very inspirational i think some people like kind of look for that fuel to like you know what yeah today's the day i'm gonna quit my job and do this thing which is yeah. scary i'm not gonna lie like, leaving something that is secure is scary but like do you really want to be entering like the final phase of your life just going like damn, like, I wonder what it would have been like if I moved to LA or I wonder mm-hmm. what my life would have been like if I did this thing that like was always itching at you. You know, all what I mean? the, all the biggest, you know, like anything worth doing is like on, you know, the other side of fear. And like, all, I feel like all for us, all of our big, biggest moves have come on something that's very, 
I mean, it can be very scary and like it's a huge risk. Like everything we've done, um, even like this onset pass stuff, it's like, bro, there's no like trying to build a streaming platform. Oh, bro. Like it's like I know. Daunting. <laughs> like if you were to look at that from the outside, be like, Oh yeah, we're building a streaming platform and we're also gonna even shoot the people I've told her like, wait, what do you mean? Like I'm like, No, it's gonna it's gonna be on Roku, it's gonna be on your <laughs> Apple. And they're like, Wait, what? I'm like, yeah, we found this app to, you know, it's like it is a like it's kind of insane actually oh, to think about. We, I feel like and we st- both me and you correct me if I'm wrong, still approach it from the most like grassroots element ever. Like there's so many people I've seen or been involved with and I see the way they like organize things and and schedule things. And and me and you would just be like, yo, so we're going to like shoot block two on this date and we're going to let's shoot this, this and the show. And it's like, cool, that's a cool idea. Let's do it. And we just do it. I've been on like shoots back when I was like DPing more where it's like, hey, we need to zoom the client and then we're going to scout and then we're going to actually do a second scout and then we're going to zoom. It's like just for like one day of shooting or me and you sometimes just kind of like, eh, cool, we'll figure it out. And it's not like we're just winging it. Like we do have like intentions and plans and ideas, but we just don't overthink it to the point where it cripples us. And I think that's important because sometimes like I think they the, the term is called analysis paralysis. Like analyzing too many things can just paralyze you and sometimes you just have to like go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean sometimes obviously, I mean, no prep is helpful in yeah, certain regards, but no. like for a lot of what we're doing, like we're so tapped in with like what we want to do, like it's it's our yeah. shows. It's not like we're shooting someone else's project where right. we need to have like their vision infused into us. It's like, no, we're just doing our thing. You know what I mean? Bro, when we watched that episode today, of our, fir- our very I first I wish there was pilot. like a camera on us reacting. Like, ah, I, so maybe to run it back, um, obviously before this episode, the, ep- the episode prior to this is us talking about Onset Pass. Right. That's obviously what's going to be, you've just heard if you're listening to these. So yeah, Onset Pass, a little recap. It's a streaming service that Jake and I are building. And we've kind of taken our last like 10 years as filmmakers and like, this is like our final form from yeah. the YouTube videos you did, the courses we did. It's like, this is now more like the the version where this is like, okay, we've arrived. Like this is where we want to put our Energy. tutorials, yeah. our courses, our shows, like everything, right? And I feel like we've been kind of searching for that platform. Right. And we're like, you know what? Let's just build our own. And we just got uh, one of our partners kind of brings to the table like the full editing suite. He's got the servers. He's 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 team. super tapped in. Like a reality show editing team servers like out, out in Atlanta. Yeah. So we're handling all the production side of things from shooting, directing, oh, yeah. producing. And then we send everything to this team in Atlanta. And I'll be honest, like it. I... Okay, so long story short, we saw like on Frame.io like a rough cut of one of our shows. And that's like when it became like really real. Was that like, was today. Oh my, yeah, no, it was literally just a few hours ago. I was like, it was so, I mean, it, it's like, it just feels, because we're shooting here like, oh yeah, I feel good about that. But when you actually watch it with like the the score and the little like sound cue during, it's like, wow, like this is a show. Like yeah. it's literally not a YouTube tutorial, not a Premiere Pro editing hack. This is a show. A TV show yeah. about filmmaking. A, literally like a reality game show about cinematography and filmmaking. Yeah. Like, and like, like, I mean, just talk about that risk maybe for a moment. Like you and I literally just took a hundred K yeah. and we're like, you know what? Let's make this Fuck thing. <laughs> and like, I know I don't want to come off as like, oh, wow. Well, I don't have that. It's like me, obviously you and I have worked very hard and saved from our various companies. And like, we just put this money aside. We're like, you know what? Let's just commit to this. And we like, right. just basically put that hundred K into production from the hiring of the crew, booking the locations, hiring the sound guy, everything. And, you know, obviously what yeah. you're about to see when you watch this in September, October when it launches is like that that that's what we've been doing yeah I mean you know? from the shows the short films behind the scenes yeah the there's, there's so much stuff that we've been you know working on and I think it's just we it's 
at its most infant stage right now. It's oh, yeah. still very dope, but I mean, the visions for what we want to oh, do. I mean, the this- same way like Epidemic and Artlist companies that I think are so intertwined into filmmaking sort of like workflows now where it's like, oh, of course, I just need to go on music bed or I just need to like those are so integral in sort of the steps and processes of being a creative person. Our goal and I, I we, we're really striving to achieve it is to also be in that conversation of like, oh, of course, I have onset pass like they have tutorials, they have courses, they have shows. And like, that's what we're really trying to build. And yeah, look, we and all have a Hulu, a HBO, and we all love Westworld and Stranger Things. But like, how cool would it be to tune in and like, watch a cinematographer you follow on Instagram, like break down a frame or watch how certain filmmakers or creatives like built a space from the ground up. So it's like, yeah. I think it's going to be pr- not only just the shows, but like the online forum for the creatives, like the contest, the gear. I mean, there's yeah, I'm excited lot. for the horror film contest, which obviously, you know, for those who have followed me closely over the years and everything we've done, like... Yeah, definitely stay tuned. It's yeah, going to be stay tuned probably the, wh- the biggest year we've ever done. We, we just shot our own example film for the Short Horror Film Contest, which will be on exclusively on the Onset Pass platform, but it's our example film for the rules of the contest this year. It's going to be crazy amount of prizes and cash and and everything. And but Not only want- that, but like the winners, like first, second, th- we're going to do a video, yeah, obviously, yeah. that's going to go out it. and... This is gonna be way more detailed, but for anyone who's like familiar with the the contest, like first, second, and third, those films are gonna live on the streaming service. Yeah. So you could like have your film on a streaming literally service. live on the stream. Like it'd it be will like be a, a legit streaming service. Like when we say streaming service, it's not just like oh yeah, know, these videos are Safari. on YouTube. Like you this, can load it on like a Roku and Android. Like it's yeah. we have these developers we hired, and they were also like another hundred grand to like build out this whole thing. But they are yeah. they literally build these apps. Like that's what they do, and like that's what's so crazy. And so that's what we want people to understand too. Is if you have an idea and you really believe in it to go after it but also like what we're doing is not some little like cash grab thing we are spending our hard hard earned money to make stuff that will hopefully entertain inspire inform yeah educate the filmmaking community and also give filmmakers an opportunity to make the content they want to make and have it live on a platform yeah. for the world to see. Like, yeah. I think the coolest and have core us compo- pay for it. Yeah. No, the coolest component, obviously, we're going to be making cool shows for it that obviously we hope people get a lot out of. But if you're a filmmaker, maybe you're limited in resources, but you just have this idea that's been itching at you, but you just don't have the funds or the gear or the crew. Like, we're literally going to be awarding five to 10K a month to someone who pitches an idea where we're like, you know what? This is an amazing idea. We'll wire you the 10K. You'll shoot that film. That film will go on our streaming service and we'll send out a BTS crew. They'll document, document the whole process. All, yeah. And that whole behind the scenes will also live on the platform. So now other filmmakers can get inspired. I mean, By other filmmakers. Just to give some context, like literally a Kim Tech, it. which is a wipe for a lens and a Pancro spray is like 30, 40 bucks. We're literally charging $9.99. Like that's $10. Like, I mean, to give some Chipotle, context. Chipotle, <laughs> if you were to go to have lunch at Chipotle today, that is going to cost more than what this platform I mean, we are probably really underpricing it. But not even I mean, here's really the thing. underpricing music it. Music bed. And this isn't even a, a distant music bed. They have probably out of all of them, like they have a really good catalog. It's $99 a month. It's like, Yo, you know what I mean? Dude, should we raise the price? <laughs> like, dog, that's I don't know, crazy. but that would go against everything we've done. Like, dude, yeah. Tropica, we launched in 2017. We have all these companies from uh, Magic Bolt Looks charging $3.99 for the year. And we're like, you know what? We could do that. Or we could just launch these at like $29. And we've always approached things 
Prism Lens Effects. You have Tiff and Schneider, all these big dogs in the right. game. Four ninety nine. We're like, you know what? For we'll, a filter, for a piece yeah, of glass, and we'll charge seventy nine. We've never always. We've never approached like, yo, cash grab. What's huge markup? We've always tried to approach things from like our DNA of like, you know what? We came up as an indie filmmaker, like trying to just afford a new lens right. or a shoulder right. rig or whatever. So like, let's make this shit affordable, you know? So yeah, we obviously, I think there's enough content in there from the giveaways and all that stuff. Dude. But I don't know. I, I think there's something about just making it so accessible that it's that's, just- That's really our main goal. Cause it's like the, the amount of stuff that we're going to be offering and the amount of time that it's going to take from us, time, money, everything oh, from yeah. our team to, to keep this thing alive, to make it happen run shoot all that stuff slash not only like yeah giving out budgets but giving away gear all that stuff it's going to take an, an immense amount of all of that and like it's in my opinion far worth more than what we're trying to charge you yeah. know but like we want it to be accessible to everyone we want we've always approached anything even from our courses it's like look there are online cinematography courses that are like a thousand dollars and we're like you know what we'll just do 200 and like it was probably worth that money right. but we've always approached like i'd rather have a lot of people view it for you know a lower price point than like five or ten people viewing it at this extreme high right. price point so yeah i i think that's just always kind of been like our kind of brand dna it's just making it accessible and just i'm pumped for it so no, i mean yeah watching that episode we literally probably like paused paused <laughs> yeah. it like 20 times and just, just like, to like look at each other like bro yeah i it'd be so i wish I, it'll be cool so right now obviously we're recording this in like you know somewhere in july these will be viewable and sometime in september so it's coming right um but it, at the moment of just viewing the rough cut we're, we're pretty excited so. yeah all right so i mean we t we kind of talked about my studio a little bit. I mean, Maybe, we, yeah, didn't, we I didn't get into it crazy, but like, yeah, I mean, well, we I kind of did a the same bit. thing for a spot in LA where right. we recorded a couple times, very similar sort of setup right. uh, with the wall and whatnot. What but, was like, again, like your reasoning behind getting that spot? So as like Tropic and Prism naturally have like moved to Arizona, like I feel like my role in at least Prism has kind of, I can't go down to Prism every day and pack orders. I literally live in another state. So right. I feel like my role has kind of evolved into like, more like website, backend, making sort of like content ads, videos. And part of making these videos for Prism, like I really do care about like making them look good to where people are like, oh, this is like, this is uh, to my, I have like definitely standards and I didn't right. want to just like film it randomly like in You're my bedroom yeah, or like, yeah. so, and I, I had like a office in my sort of like house and it's just like, I remember like it took an hour or two to set up the backdrop and the light and the mic and I recorded what I needed to record. And then my fiance was like, all right, cool. So you're going to take that all down. Right. Cause like, obviously I need to like use this room too. And I was like, so it was just like three or four hours just went into the build, the shoot and the teardown. And I had to do that all the time. I was like, you know what? I'm losing so much time. time. And just, yeah. so I was like, I'd rather just literally have everything set up to where I literally just flip a switch and the lights pop on. I sit down in a setup much like this and just record what I need to do and then leave, you know, and just take right. the SD cards with me. So that was kind of the initial intent was just to have a space where I can do that. Right. And we've gone down there for just to, you know, I've got other little aspects. I like do all the, the fulfillment for the tropical or like master bundles right. and stuff. So yeah, I honestly kind of came out of just necessity and ease of use. And I actually don't have any intentions of like doing like a peer space or gigster just because it's like a lot of my gear, like I actually store a lot of my like there. steady cam stuff there. So it's like if a rando just like went in for a shoot and just like 
walked away with my like you know so i just it's more just for me you right. know where i think this room's kind of for you but the rest of the space is for like whatever but right. like, my room isn't much bigger than this so it's it works out for what i need right so yeah i mean it's been pretty helpful and instrumental and just a lot of like the stuff that we need to do for tropic and prism it's yeah. like yo we really need a ugc explaining this new product or a tutorial or like yo we have to record an ad for that and you pop down you record it you send it to me mm -hmm. i edit it boom it's done. been a good like, workflow yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no honestly and it's like without that space for you to do that it's like yeah just so many yeah, because I feel like over the last couple of years, you and I have learned a lot about the advertising th side of things right. from Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing. I'm sure some of you watching have probably seen our ads. Even like my friend group's like, yo, I saw you pop up on my Instagram. So like we really do understand like the value of advertising. It just at a certain point, all of your followers, all of my followers, they know who we are. And out of that follower group, chances are whoever was going to buy and support you in your friend group or follower group has. So like the idea of advertising is to like reach other spheres of people who have no idea who you are, who the right. brand is. And obviously you and I have like learned that the ads and recording, you know, videos a lot of the time are very impactful. So right. Um, right. that's kind of a lot of what I've been doing at my space, but no, it's been cool. We've both kind of built the spaces that we've always wanted as filmmakers, right. you know, and creatives because we've rented other spaces, but to have a space that's like very much your own, there's some really cool about that you no, know what i mean 100%. like you can come down you're like that's my podcast setup or that's my right. recording spot and there, it's, there's some about it's cool. it it's just you know? yeah it just feels it hits different you know what i mean like yeah walking in here unlocking that door every day and like walking in and just being like this is my spot you yeah. know what i mean like and it's just not renting someone else's or doing that like having in I mean, it, it's, it's cool, but it's like, it takes a lot to get there too. No, for sure. You know what I mean, it's not, it's not super. I mean, I've been working even on this spot for, yeah, like two months straight, just like on yeah. and off every other day, every day doing something that revolves around this. And there, there'll all, always be little things that need to be yeah. done to it. But, um, and anyone yeah. listening to who's like inspires, like, oh, I want to do that. Like, look, this is like what, seven or 8,000 square feet. Like seven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty large. I mean, like anyone listening, you could start my little office in downtown LA is like 700 square feet. Like you don't have to go so big. Like I, I obviously want some of this information well, even, to be obtainable where it's like, look, you can start small. Like you can get a little the room first barrack and spot. Build, how, yeah. how big was our first barrack spot? Uh, I think 2,500. 2,500. Still and then, relatively small for studio yeah, space. Yeah. And then. Know? You know, we started there because it was like, you don't want to, I think one of the big things is you don't want to bite off more than you can chew right out the gate. Yeah. Like you can always grow into something and yeah, with the barracks, I mean, it's good to have ambitions, smaller. but like to a degree, you right. don't want to be so ambitious that it's just, it, get, it escapes you, you know? So we started smaller and then it just grew into like, all right, we're ready to expand. And then we we're able to expand and what now we got 4,500, 5,000 somewhere in Around there. Five, and like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, you can always grow and expand and then leverage that into another new space or whatever and yeah i don't know but even with this space here i knew i didn't want to go like too small i didn't want to go too crazy or big you just and feel like you've already outgrown yeah, it right yeah, off the rip exactly yeah. so i felt like you know the spaces in la we have i think kind of cap out around five thousand. and it's like all right i want to do more than five I also feel like arizona like, you can get way more square footage i mean yeah. you're in like a whole business park where, yeah. where we were obviously at barracks and honeymoon like working in like a preset like building. yeah we kind of yeah in those buildings we like yeah, it's just, it's a little different and it's a little more affordable here where I think in LA it's, you know, definitely over, like a, dollar a, square foot. over a dollar square foot or around a dollar here. It's under that. So, 50 cents probably. but again, you're talking about a market where there's not as much productions True. all the time, like in LA productions all the time. So like that 
dollar a square foot yeah. or more kind of gets equaled out because here in Arizona, you're not going to have productions like that all the time. Yeah. So it's that's like, that's to be mindful when you're listening. Cause if you're like maybe in New Mexico or a city where I, can, right. I want, there's no studios here. There also might be a reason there's no studios. Here. Yeah. So you have to kind of like, 100%. I mean, I think there's your, your fingers on the pulse. Your business partner is Zach. Who's a big artist in this town. It's like, right. there is, I think you guys know that there's stuff in our workings and, you know, other little studios, right. but that isn't to say that if you're in like a small city with no peer spaces or gigsters or wherever right. you're going to host this, be mindful that maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe there is no career. So just be mindful of that, right. I guess all to say for sure. But oh, funny thing. And then we can maybe end this off as we're talking about expanding barracks. I don't think we ever shared actually what happened with the original barracks. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I don't Probably think so. one of the craziest stories ever. Yeah. And this is also to say that everything's not just sunshine and rainbows. Like there's some crazy sh- yeah. stuff that like out of the whim, we just have to like, okay, wait, okay we have to figure this out yeah literally during covid we had our space for probably even just eight months at barracks and it was crushing it was doing like probably 20 to 30 grand a month just absolutely crushing booked every single day three to four times a day it was i was like holy crap and this is during covid so obviously like we're trying to like be as safe as we can okay cool crews can come in wear your mask well we were leasing this like red building this giant kind of hangar space inside of downtown LA. And it was kind of like a WeWork, but like more lo-fi where like there's also like other shared spaces. And, stuff. and the other tenants just did not like the rough crowd, like the the the, yeah. the the Hummers being parked, the people smoking weed in the parking lot. And the owner, which later I found out just kind of went insane. But like he just was like, yo, like I see your your people aren't wearing masks and da da da. Long story short, he hit us on the whims like, yo, you're you're out by in 30 days. You have to pack up and leave. And I was like, wait, like we've literally like took photos, filed a LLC. Like there's a business around this building. Like, what do you mean we have to be out in 30? He's like, no, you're gone. And we got evicted. Yeah. We literally yeah. Got, I don't think we've ever told the story. Like we were forced to leave and it we was were, terrifying. Bro, we were like, what are we gonna do, bro? Like what? And oh, like, I know. Yeah. Uh, but, well, not only that, because like we've also sunk money, like probably eight to ten K in the Asteras and all the gear there. So it's like, oh, but the the tables, the chairs, the plexi table. Like we had, I kind of put a lot of resources into making this thing oh, successful. Man. And I mean, this is that thing where in business, you're going to have those days, no matter what business you do, yep. where it's like, you know what? This sucks. Everything's falling apart. It feels and, like the sky's falling. You know, and it's so easy to give up. We could be like, you know what? Let's close barracks and just put our priorities elsewhere. We're like, you know, we just like, we figured it out. We Pivot. went on this like website called LoopNet, which is kind of like the Zillow for industrial buildings in LA. Right found another warehouse like literally 10 minutes down the road half the price double the square footage and within two months we were back and running and literally were making twice as much as and then yeah we built a bunch of sets because we wanted to like grow and expand and we couldn't really in the other spot so we're able to get a bigger spot build some sets that we wanted to do open up and it just took Dude, off again. I remember like, there was like oh. that week where we were cutting the sheet metal oh my gosh. building the, like that honestly kind of I mean, I'm not going to compare myself to Steve Jobs, but I was like, you know, like you hear that story, right? Of like Steve Jobs and his co-founder in their garage, like just bootstrapping it, right? Yeah. Like they're building the computers, making making Apple what it is now today and obviously expand it. It was like, I felt like that was our Apple moment where it was like, I was like, had the saw, the you were cutting the, the metal, uh, sheet metal. And like brutal. now you walk in, it's like, wow, this is like a complete space. But that all happened in a month. Yeah. Not only that, but we were also moving the prison warehouse Dude, here. to Arizona. Oh and this in the middle gosh. of COVID too. It was just a, that 2020 is wavy, bro. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That no, I just had to share that because you're like, oh yeah, we expanded barracks. And I was like, wait, the listener Dude, viewer to, probably doesn't know that we story. We need to like find <laughs> someone to like cut these 
these little podcast interviews down too to like little social pieces yeah, and yeah. stuff too because there's so many good little stories and sound bites that people I feel like need to hear. Well, I just don't want like us to come off like, oh, wow, everything they talk about is all their success. Like, no, there are no, some. We've even 100%. have a dedicated episode. If you're new to this, scroll back, like our business failures. failures. Yeah. And this story wasn't on there, but dude, there's a lot. There's moments where it's like very sobering where you're like, holy fuck. Like, but what's cool is those moments force you. Like they absolutely force you to like, like have tunnel vision to figure it out yeah, and like solve that it. figuring it out tends to actually lead to better results but i think that also it depends on who you are right you could either be the type of person that takes mm. those hits and blows and be like you kind of lay down and give up or you're the type of person that's like i'm gonna figure and this, look sometimes the writing's out. on the wall if you've like if it's just not working like look don't go sink more and get a loan and get into like crippling debt like Sometimes it's like, you know what? Maybe this is the universe right. telling me it's not right. Like right. bubblegum, for instance. The universe was like, you know what? Let's cut cut the right. ties. But I feel like Barracks, we we knew it was working. Right. It was more of a logistical thing of the, right. the lease. So but yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, that was that was a crazy moment for sure. But I yeah, I mean, that. just kind of wanted to hop back in the mix. We're in the new studio. So yeah, if you're watching, we are inside of, you know, One Take Studios in yeah. Arizona. This will be the look unless we're in Los Angeles for a Splinter episode. But right. yeah, we're going to obviously try and hop yeah. back into be more frequent. You we'll know? try and be more frequent. We want to get the new setup going. Uh, you know, still got a little bit of tweaking to do, but yeah, we finally, like we said at the beginning, a lot of pivoting and uh, we're finally getting settled. So hopefully we can bring you guys a lot more just consistent podcast episodes because we do enjoy it. And we, you know, hopefully, you know, you guys like, comment, subscribe, engage, share, because like the more that this gets out there, it just makes it easier for us to like just pop in and do stuff. No, 100%. Like, and we like to, we like to hear that it's helping people. If you, if you're getting something out of it and you don't engage and let us know, yeah. it's hard for us to even realize that we're reaching someone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if it's crickets and even it, like if you're getting something out of it, but you don't say anything or you don't share, you don't yeah, comment yeah. like, yo, I loved when you guys talked about this. It's, you know, we don't know that you're seeing it. We don't know who's getting stuff, True. information out of it. So it really does help. Even to a like, comment on YouTube or a yeah, comment anything. in like a review format on the podcast. Yeah. Like, Yo, would love that episode. Would love if you dived into this. Because that informs like our curriculum, if you will. Of like, cool, let's do a whole episode on that. You 100%. Know? So, so. Um, well, yeah, it's been a quick take. Been fun to hop back in the mix. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Sheesh. sheesh. <laughs>